The word toxic has been thrown around a lot lately, whether it's talking about relationships or even that old Britney Spears song. But in magic, it has a completely different meaning. And that's what this episode is going to be all about. Hello and welcome to this episode of Magic the Gathering Under the Hood. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm doing this one solo. Um, sorry about the long wait. Uh, I've been trying to get stuff together. Life's gotten a little in the way and whatnot. And so I'm just kind of doing it all on my own. But before I get into this episode, uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email at mtgunderthehood at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter using the handle at mtgunderthehood. And with that out of the way, let's get into the show focus. Like I said at the teaser, we're going to be talking about toxic and also kind of poison. Um, so toxic debuted in Phyrexia All Will Be One as an updated version of Infect. That will be a later episode. Um, in fact, has always been really interesting just because of how fast you can win with it. But it was a little too oppressive. And so Mark Rosewater used a little bit of d- design space to come up with a updated version. And that's toxic. And let's get into the rules for it real quick. All right. So these rules from the comp rules are coming from 702.164 toxic. 702.164a. Toxic is a static ability. It is written toxic n, where n is a number. 702.164b. Some rules and effects refer to a creature's total toxic value. A creature's total toxic value is the sum of all n values of toxic abilities that creature has. Example, if a creature with toxic 2 gains toxic 1 due to another effect, the total toxic value is 3. 702.164c. Combat damage dealt to a player by a creature with toxic causes that creature's controller to give that player a number of poison counters equal to that creature's total toxic value in addition to the damage other result. C120.3. Alright, so what this means is you still have, with infect, you didn't deal damage in the normal sense. Like, if you swung in with a 2-2 with Infect and you were able to get it through to your opponent, they wouldn't take 2 damage, they would take 2 poison. Now, with Toxic, they still get the combat damage and also the poison counter. And the reason why poison counters are so important is because instead of life being reduced to 0, starting at 20, uh, it is once they get 10 or more poison counters, you lose. Um, so you can go a little bit faster and whatnot with that. Um, all right. And so for featured cards, one that has definitely seen a lot of play in modern right now is Venerated Rot Priest. It costs a single green. It's a creature, Phyrexian Druid. It's a 1-2 with Toxic 1. And whenever a creature... You control becomes the target of a spell. Target opponent gets a poison counter. So this one is really good because one, even though it's a little guy, if it gets through, it's still going to give him a poison counter. But where this one has been seeing a lot of play, and I'll touch on it a little bit more whenever I talk about some of the different formats, this goes really well with a storm card where you can target it and you just play a bunch of like zero drops and whatnot. Use some of Phyrexian mana to play spells just to get your storm count up, just so that you can cast one spell targeting it and just flood your opponent with poison counters. The next one is Scrawl Defector Might, legendary artifact creature, 
Phyrexian Might for a single white mana. It's a 1-1. One, one. The Toxic 1. Phyrexian White and tap. Choose a color. Another target creature you control gains Toxic 1 and Hexproof from that color until end of turn. It can't be blocked by creatures of that color this turn. This one is, again, seeing a lot more play in like the modern formats because of his activated ability of being able to give Hexproof to kind of protect your other creatures. Another good one is Necrogen Rot Priest. It costs two generic, a black and a green. It's a creature, Phyrexian Zombie Cleric. It's a 1-5, has Toxic 2, and whenever a creature with Toxic deals combat damage to a player, that player gets an additional poison counter. And you can pay a generic, black and a green. Target creature you control with Toxic gains death touch till end of turn. So this one is actually kind of a double-edged sword. Uh, this one basically increases total Toxic value a little bit after you know, around damage calculation, whatnot. Um, so essentially, if Venerated Rat Priest would get through, it would deal one combat damage, and instead of dealing two uh, poison, it would actually deal three poison due to its effect. Another big one is Tyrannix Rex. It costs four generic, green, 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 for a creature, Phyrexian Dinosaur. It's an 8-8, and it has, this spell can't be countered, Trample, Ward 4, Haste, and Toxic 4. So, and the way that it works with, that Toxic works with Trample, is even if only one damage gets through to your opponent, they still get, they still get the poison counters. So, we got, you got that going for you. All you need is just one. So, as you could kind of see in the, uh, the cards, it's mostly dominant in white green and black but to give you a further breakdown of it in white there is nine in blue there is one in black there are seven zero in red 12 in green nine multicolors and three that are colorless or artifacts so predominantly in white black and green but it does kind of dip into blue as well uh you there are no cards that deal with, that have Toxic on the creature uh, in red. As for featured decks, in limited, white and black, or white, black, green, or black and green are the best colors that you want to use for the basis. If you're going to be drafting a Toxic deck, um, you want to use those colors, but you also kind of want to throw in a little bit of blue for proliferate, because that's where it's more prominent. And also to give you access to some of the other creatures with majority of the uh, multicolors have blue in them. So you can use those. Uh, and it's been a while since I've given this, this disclaimer. But since we're starting fresh and everything, the following is going to be my opinion. And whenever I have a co-host, it's going to be theirs as well. This is meant to act as a launching off point for deck building or for how to play a deck. Take it with a grain of salt and you can use us as a jumping off point or you can just build to your own liking. So with that being said, when you are playing with Infect, sorry, if you're playing with Toxic, be aggressive and use Proliferate to win. Remember that you have to deal combat damage in order to get those poison counters onto your opponent. So you have to swing in with as much as you can or as often as you can to try and get 
that in fact, sorry, wow, this is going to be really hard, uh, to get that toxic damage through so that they can get poison counters. A good way to that you can do this is by using might tokens and these are one one artifact creatures with toxic one and this creature can't block so these guys are good for using those to attack while keeping your other creatures open to block watch out for removal because once you start leaning hard into the toxic strategy it's going to become apparent to your opponent so just be mindful of removal spells now if you are playing against someone that is playing a deck focused around toxic toxic is only a concern if that creature hits you so don't let it removal is your friend and watch out for proliferate and spells and abilities there are also cards that put poison counters onto things uh, onto players so also watch out for those because those will only accelerate it uh, and once once you get one poison counter it's really easy to next thing you know you're losing the game uses in different formats uh, right now there is a modern storm deck that is built around venerated rock priest and as i alluded to earlier in this episode uh, it uses things like mishra's bauble which is a zero drop it uses uh, gut shots which are frex which has a single Phyrexian blue in it, I believe. So you can pay life to use that. And the object is to get as high as a storm count as possible before you play a certain spell that has storm and you use it to target venerated rat priest. And what happens is as soon as it's targeted by each of those copies, because of Rot Priest's ability, it automatically gives your opponent poison counters. Now, this does stack if you have multiple Rot Priests on the field. So if you have two Rot Priests, you only have to target one of them and both of their abilities will trigger simultaneously to just one spell will equal two poison counters or three if you have three Rot Priests or four if you have four Rot Priests. But I think at that point, you can kind of assure that you have won the game. Uh, that modern deck has seen turn two wins. So by the time, uh, well, turn two, turn three, turn four. So it is a very fast and very aggressive deck. So onto a little bit of a lighter note. No extended reading for this episode, but there's a little bit of scuttlebutt that I kind of want to talk about. And that is in April, uh, Wizards is going to be releasing March of the Machine. And that looks so phenomenal because it is, it's kind of a new take on magic. I think there's only been a couple, a handful of cards that they've done before where it is two creatures, but they share one card. Uh, the most notable one that I know is like the Planeswalker Ren and Six. And the legendary creature, uh, Ren and Sari, inseparable. And they are kind of doing that uh, somewhat similarly. Um, but it has, like, different, very prominent characters from the lore of magic that are together. There is a small little cabin shack thing on Galta's back. Uh, there's another one where they're riding the Gitrog monster. And it is just absolutely phenomenal to see all of these different 
characters from different parts of Magic the Gathering's history coming together. Um, another small thing that they're doing is one of the spoiled cards was Heliod. And Heliod gets corrupted. Well, corrupted, completed, whatever you want to call it. He becomes Phyrexian. And uh, the way that they do that is on the plane of Theros. It's the citizens' beliefs that shape the gods. And so what happens is they changed, they corrupted the citizens, the people. And in doing so, they corrupted their view of Heliod. And what that did was it corrupted him. And so that, that led him to be Phyrexianized if that's even a word. And so it's just really interesting, really awesome, and I'm actually looking forward to it. I have been a little bit behind the curve on looking at some of the newer stuff, but, you know, life gets in the way. Had some special projects at work and whatnot. And so I've started to get back into looking at it and whatnot, and uh, I have got to say I am very... I am looking very, very forward to March of the Machines, and I am really excited to see what all spoilers they have coming up. Sorry for the short episode, I guess. it's Usually these things are like 45 minutes long or so, and I feel like I'm jipping you because I've only been recording for like 18 minutes or so. Um, well, bear with me as we go through these... Uh, Growing pains together and figuring out how all I want to structure the episode and whatnot. And we'll we'll see what happens. But let me know what you think. You can do so by emailing us at mtgunderthehood at gmail.com. Or you can also let us know on Facebook and Twitter using the handle at mtgunderthehood. And with that, I want to say thank you for listening to this episode of Magic Gathering Under the Hood. I'm Chris. I look forward to delving deeper under the hood with you in our next episode. Stay tuned.